stop thinking like the world's against me. Stop accepting these excuses and making excuses. Make solutions, you know? Instead of making excuses, make solutions and fix the problem. And I think that that mentality makes you very successful in the mortgage industry as well, because there's so many times where you can place blame on the appraiser or the title company or the borrowers didn't get me this in time or the real estate agent didn't tell me about this. Don't make excuses. Don't place blame. Fix it. Just fix it. That's the mentality that Skylar Welch used to reach her 2020 goals, despite the obstacles thrown her way by the pandemic. In this episode, you'll find out how Skylar is now building a team of people who think like her and why that's so important. You'll also learn how Skylar's business is booming thanks to the personal touches she delivers to every single client. Episode 45 of Power Forward starts right now. This is Power Forward. The primary purpose of this podcast series is to inform, entertain, and educate. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast series do not constitute legal or other professional advice, opinions, or endorsements of any kind. All right, welcome back to Power Forward. Justin White alongside Mateen Cleves. Mateen, how you doing, my friend? Justin, I am flying high, my friend. Life is all good, baby. I love to hear that. And, uh, you know, Mateen, on the podcast, you know, one of the, the topics that constantly comes up is goals. Uh, and I know that you are huge on goals. And, yes. You know, our our loyal listeners will know that. Uh, what is the line, Mateen? Go ahead. Give, give them the line, your, your favorite line about goals. Hey, listen, your will to win must be greater than your fear of losing. So go set the goal. Go ahead. See, there it is. I, I couldn't think of it, but I knew you Johnny on the spot. You know, and a lot of our guests too, Mateen, have said they love to set huge goals. And even if they don't reach them, that's okay. Because the point is to set the goal in the first place. I got a twist for you though, because our guest today is not that person. She sets a goal and she has to hit it. She absolutely has to. There's no other choice. I so love with it. that. Yeah, with that, let's welcome in Skylar Welch. She is a mortgage broker from Maine with Maine Point Lending. Skylar, welcome to Power Forward. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here today. We are happy to have you. Uh, and we're going to get into your 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 goals mindset, uh, but but not yet. For for starters, though, uh, let's talk about your new company because Main Point Lending is a is a new adventure for you, uh, which you started in, in October of 2020. So tell us how it's been going. Yeah, it's brand new. We opened our doors in October, and things are going so great. Um, it's been really exciting. I mean, my my goal and vision of of Main Point Lending was to have this uh, really fun culture here that we're able to really give the buyers and um, each borrower a really great experience from start to finish um, with great communication and feeling like they really are our only clients and that we really care about them, which we truly do. So um, that's really our goal here is really just being able to do that while also bringing value to our real estate agents and our referral partners and um, into our community. Okay, and if my ears if my ears are working, I think I heard Justin say you just started, um, you know, your new company, and uh, why? You know, because I'm sure you had a, a pretty good job, you know, before starting your own company. So, what um, catapulted you into wanting to start your own company? Yeah, so 
So yeah, we just started. Uh, basically, my goal was really to um, I needed I needed a way to be able to grow my business and hit my bigger goals that I have without it being just me. So I wanted a platform and um, a, an office where I could build a team to support my growth, um, support my vision. Um, and that's why I really did that. And, and that's what, what we've been doing here. We've been hiring and training and it's, it's exciting. It's fun. Um, it's stressful. It's all of those <laughs> things, you know, but, but things are going really, really well. And, you know, Skylar, maybe the biggest thing, um, you know, as you told me previously is that quite simply, you needed more help. I mean, you were putting in, what is it like 17 to 20 hours a day sometimes? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's hard you, when you get to the point and you realize that you're, home life is suffering. Your kids miss you. Your husband misses you. You're missing important things at home. You're not home for dinner any night a week. Like those are the types of things that you just realize, like you, I may never have a balance in my life, but I need to figure out like a way to make it work for my family. So, you know, part of this was I made a promise that I'm going to be home by six 30, at least three days a week. And I'm going to sit down and have dinner with my family at least three days a week during the weekday you know, during the week, work week, because that's important, you know, and I, you know, you need to set, set type, those type of realistic things for yourself um, and for your family. And that was one of the biggest reasons that I did this was to be able to do that. I also really want to surround myself with like-minded people, people that have the same mentality, like the busier you are, the more motivated you are, the more driven you are, the more excited you are. Um, I don't, I, people that, not people that, you know, if they're busy, they're, you know, Oh God, more business was like, never like that. More like a growth mentality, you know, and people that uh, share that same vision and culture and those type of things. So those are the type of people that I'm looking to, to hire and looking to grow and, and have hired are those people with that same sort of mentality that walk in with a positive attitude every day. Yeah, I like that. And, and for you, like surrounding yourself around, you know, people that's sort of like you. Uh, mm-hmm. I know some people, um, when they build a team, some people, they don't care. Like, I don't care what your values are. I don't care. As long as you get the job done, that's cool with me. Some people might say, um, oh, you got to have certain values or I can't work with you. So for you, you know, with that mindset, is that what you were thinking? Like, you got to have certain values just like me or, hey, man, whatever it is, let's just make sure we can work together and get the job done. For me, it's really been more like a vibe. Like, how, mm. what are you bringing in? What is this energy you're bringing in? Because that's what's important because if I'm spending this many hours with you every single day and you're the person communicating with my buyers and communicating with my agents, I want no matter who they speak to in this office, they they're like, wow, this is great. You know, like, Oh, they're really positive. They're really happy. They're excited. They want to help me. You can, I can teach you everything else, but I can't teach you a positive attitude. Mm. I can't teach you a, you know, a driven mindset. So if you have those, we can teach you everything else. We just, you know, you have to be driven and you have to be positive. I mean, those are important things. Especially when you're building your own team. I mean, like you said, Skylar, you're trying to create a culture here. It's not, you know, you've already, you've already got the business part down. I mean, clearly, you know, you, you, you know how to originate loans. Um, But now um, cultivating your own team and and being a leader uh, for the first time, that that's going to be a very interesting process for you as you, as you start to build out this team, and certainly, you know, I would assume that, you know, you can identify which people are, are going to be a fit for you. 
and vice versa, you can probably also pretty easily identify which people may not be the best fit. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's just about meeting them and asking them, you know, I, I feel like as soon as you meet someone, you, you can get that, you can get that gist of like how they're going to be. And, and I know that sounds crazy. Like you could have all the mortgage experience in the background ever, but if you're just like, blah, blah, it's like, we don't need that. We, we don't need that mentality. Like you could be the best loan processor in the world, but if you're not positive, upbeat attitude, you're no use, use for me, you know? Mm, that's, you know, it's funny that you said that because I, I, you know, coming from a sports background, every bad team I was on, we had a bunch of negative guys, mm-hmm. me guys, selfish, you know, just negative. Every good team I was on, the positivity, the energy was so good. Like everybody, you know, got along and they were willing to go over and beyond for each other. So, you know, big at, you know, even at UWM, we're big on our culture, you know, culture, culture. And you talked about that positivity because, you know, I pop in a positive pill before I take a step out the bed. All right. So I'm super big on positivity. So, um, you know, have you always been, has that been your, um, mentality have you always been like that having a positive mindset your whole life yeah I mean I think that that's the only way to go into anything I mean if you look at things in a pessimistic view or you look at things or I mean the same thing with goals like if you're like well I'm going to set this goal but there's no way I'm ever going to reach it then you're not going to reach it but if you set a goal and you're like this is a hard goal. I'm, I may not make this and there will be obstacles in the way but how am I going to overcome those obstacles that's a mentality that you have to have, you know, in here in the office, we sit down every day and I don't bark orders at them and say like, you do this, you just, I'm like, all right, what do we need to accomplish today? All right. This, 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 and this, let's all, you take this, you do this, you do this, and let's all come together and check these things off the list. Like I'm big on like lists, like how do we check what needs to be done? Let's get it done. However we need to get it done. We're all here to work and get it done. Um, You know, that's a, we're a team. We're a team and we all have the same end goal. You know, it's interesting you mentioned that because I, I was just about to ask you, you know, how you, how you find a balance because, you know, I said it off the top of the show, you set a goal and it's just the type of person you are. You have to reach that goal. However, you just told us that we're going to work together as a team. We're going to have a positive attitude. We're all going to have this great vibe. It sounds like for you though, the, the way to find that balance is by problem solving and finding a way together as a team. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that um, it's funny, like people have joked about it a lot. Like when you, when you should, when you retire, like, I think you should just be like a mortgage doctor where people just come to you with their problems and you just fix them because you're like a problem solver. I'm like, that sounds like the worst job in retirement ever. Um, But you know, really it's like, you have to be a problem solver. There's, Every situation is different. Every scenario is different. And you you have to work together to, to get there. You know, there could be a, you can't have a, every day you could say, I'm going to do emails during this time. I'm going to talk to people during this time. I'm going to do a new application. Some, your day doesn't work like that. You could get five new applications in the morning. You could have a deal that's supposed to close at three that's now falling apart. That's now going to consume your life. Like you have to be able to roll with the punches. You can't if you don't just kind of roll with things, you'll, you'll get overwhelmed, I think. 
Yeah, and you make a good point. And, you know, it's like, you know, listening to you, Skylar, it just and just being around you, your energy, I can just tell you care about people. And especially when you're leading people, all right? I think it's very important for them to know that you care about them because I'm sure, you know, everything ain't all peaches and cream. And there's times that you have to hold people accountable. Um, and I think if you, if, if they know that you care, um, then they will allow you to hold them, hold themselves accountable. Can you kind of expand a little bit on that? Yeah. I mean, I think that what's, what's important is that you are encouraging and you are positive as far as like people make mistakes, things go wrong, not being like, you did this wrong. You did this wrong saying, okay, this is how it, this is how it should be done. Or this is how we fix this. Not a big deal. Everything's, everything's fixable. This is how we fix it. And then that makes you learn from your mistakes. But for me, like, I am not a person that takes like negativity, negativity, negativity very well. That shuts me down. But if we're like, okay, well, this is, this is how we fix this. And this is how we do it right the next time. That's more positive. Like, I think it's important to be a thoughtful person um, in both with your clients, with your agents, with your employees, with everything. If you're thoughtful and you are caring then the rest of it is just natural. You'll get loyal employees. You'll get loyal real estate agents. You have clients that are going to continue to come back because you remember things. You you pay attention. You listen. I mean, I had a client call me the other day. I think I did his loan in 2014. And he called me the other day. And first thing I said was, how is Nora? Okay, I don't even know how I know this, but he had a daughter in 2014. And I remember that they were pregnant moving into the house and her name was Nora. And the, he's like, oh my God, she's just, Six, she's in kindergarten, she's this and that, and we have we're having another baby, and now we need a bigger house. But they called me back because I rem- because I took that time to invest in them from the beginning. So now I've helped them purchase their home, refinance their home, and now buying another home. Mm. Because I want to be, I look at each client like whether they're in a position where they don't have credit that even qualifies. I'm going to help them buy their house when they can qualify. I'm then going to help them buy their next house when they outgrow the first one. I'm then going to help them buy their second home and their investment property and every person in their life. So you need to leave that impression on them so that that is a reality. And that's, that's how I built my business. Really. I want to, I want to ask you more about that because you know, you, you said it investing in somebody. And I think that for a lot of small business owners and entrepreneurs out there, especially in the beginning, Skylar, they have this mindset of quantity over quality. And, and that can be fool's gold because if you get a couple of clients and you treat them really well, well guess what's going to happen? You're going to see those referral branches start to, to blossom, right? So mm-hmm. what to that end, because it seems like that, that's the way you approach your business and have for some time. What is your advice for others out there, you know, who may be early on in their careers and trying to find similar success? Yeah. I mean, honestly, you need to, you need to treat each of your clients like they're your biggest fans. So you can always be chasing the next real estate agent, but don't forget about the real estate agents that have been feeding you all this time. You know, uh, there are some of my, some of my real estate agents that I work with are the very first agents that I've ever worked with 10 years ago, you know, and I've believed in them. I've helped them grow their businesses and we've grown our businesses together. And now some of them are the biggest producers in the state, but I've been with them since they got inducted by the board of real estate agents, you know? And I, you know, I looked at them and I said, Hey, welcome. Like, I'm so excited. If you have any lending questions, if you have any real estate, you know, any questions and things, call me. No question is stupid. Like I'm happy to 
tell you about a USDA loan and what they're going to look for in an appraisal. I'm happy to explain this and that. And they call me and then we do a deal together and then we do another deal together. And now years later, we're still doing deals together because I've, I invested in them from the beginning and I believed in them from the beginning and I helped them get where they are. And, and it's the same with your clients. If you take the time and have those conversations and, you know, be personal, like after closing, I say, how do the kids like their room? Like, are they so excited? Like I reach out to them at the holidays. I reach out to them at tax time and send them their CDs so they don't have to look for it for taxes. I reach out to them in the spring and just say, Hey, just check in and see how everything's going. When rates drop, I, I sit in my bed at night while everyone's sleeping and I go through each thing individually and see who I can help refinance and actually save the money. I don't just blast out an email and say, hey, rates are low. I genuinely go into each file and say, oh, this is where their rate is. Looks like they have some more equity. It could drop their PMI, drop their rate. And then I present that to them, personally presenting it to them for their specific scenario. Then people are like, wow, she like actually cares. She's paying attention. And And that's why I continue to do more and more business for the same people. And, you know, like I I said earlier, I've closed well over 100 deals this year from past clients. Those aren't people that I'm paying leads for. I've I've actually never paid for a lead. I I don't do any any paid marketing at all. Um, All of my business is straight straight word of mouth, really. Um, And that's free business. Treat these people like you're their biggest fans. Don't constantly be chasing the next best thing. I'm not going out to every real estate agent trying to get them to send me a deal. I'm staying in front of the real estate agents that I already do business with, that I like, that I trust, that I know, that I'm comfortable with. Because in this industry, a lot of times you're spending more time talking to them than you're talking to your own mother. And you need to like them, you know, <laughs> you need to actually care, care about them and want to spend time with them. Like people say all the time, like, I feel like all your agents are like your best friends. I'm like, well, I choose to work with people I like, you know, and, and you build a friendship with that because they know they can count on me. They know they can call me anytime. Um, they know that I'm going to get, do my best to get the job done for them. And if you look at it, it with that mentality, then it becomes easy and it's not like a grind every day. Yes, I love that. And it's funny, I was just looking at some timeshares and I had a, a salesperson and now I just said, well, you know, I, I'm not going to get it right now, but give me a couple of days. And she changed her whole attitude towards me and she was snobby and she, and I ended up calling another guy that I had met three years ago and bought the timeshare from him and had to interact with him, but he was such a good dude. And I, and I reached out to him and it came back 23 years later. So I think that's a perfect example of what you're talking about. Now, let me ask you something about your mindset, Skyler, because I'm telling you, now you got my blood boiling and because you're a go-getter now. Did this having that go get um, mentality was this something that was in you as a little girl or where where did it just come from? Yeah, so I, I've always had this mentality, and I've I think it's just who I am. Like people, they would always say like I was like a little bull baby. Like you know what you what you wanted, you always got. So I um, when I was little, my uh, my dad bought me this snow cone machine when I was probably six seven years old, and. I literally built me a cart. He dropped me off at Little League games every week. And I could have been out there playing Little League, but I was like, I got money to make here. So I would get dropped off. He'd leave. And I would just stand there with my SoCo machine. 
and I'd sell and I'd just be hustling. I'd sell snow cones. I'd make over a hundred bucks every game. If anyone hit a home run, I'd give them a free snow cone. Like, you know, it was, it was kind of like, it was, it was great. And then like, he'd take me to some, you know, we had a lot of like festivals and stuff in these little small towns. I'd like drive it down the street selling snow cones. And, you know, by the time I was 16, I'd saved enough money to buy a car. And that was my goal. You know, I want to buy a car when I'm 16, you know, I'm saying this at six, seven years old. And I did. And then when I was in eighth grade, I, in Maine, if you were valedictorian, you got free, free full scholarship to any uh, Maine university, if you were valedictorian. So in eighth grade, I said, I don't want any student loans. Like I don't, I want to go to college for free. Um, I just knew it was something that I, I didn't want to start off life with a bunch of student loans. So in eighth grade, I'm like, I'm going to be valedictorian. I'm going to do whatever I have to do to, to do that. So I worked really hard and I was valedictorian and I went to school for free, you know? So, you know, there were times where I'm like, oh, I can't do this, like whatever. But that's when you work harder. You know, when those harder times come, you work harder to achieve your goals. She decided she was going to be valedictorian, the team, in eighth grade. And then she made it happen. I mean, you you make it sound a lot easier than it probably was, (laughs) Skylar. I mean, that's not easy. That's not easy to do. You know, that's what goals are for, right? Well, I, I mean... Sounds like you're in the right business. I mean, because, you know, you, you, you figure out what you want to do and then you also figure out what's going to be required to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have a very interesting story, like so many of our clients of how you got into this business. Um, because, you know, like the saying goes, I mean, I know you said you wanted to go to college for free, but you didn't go to college to become a mortgage broker. Did you? Is anybody? I, I don't <laughs> think so. I've yet to be anyway. <laughs> Yeah, um, I have a very interesting story. And I think that it's kind of crazy. And people are like, what the heck? How'd you end up here? Um, I went to college, I have an art degree. So I have a Bachelor of Fine Arts degree with an art history minor. Um, I really wanted to be a wedding planner. I still do. That's, that's my uh, retirement goal. Maybe I don't know. Um, (laughs) I, and that's like my passion. And what I love to do is plan parties and events and things like that. So I decided after college, I didn't really love where I was living. I didn't like what I was doing. So I moved to the Virgin Islands and, you know, it was just a fun little blip in my life that I decided to go down there. I was bartending and just playing and traveling. And, you know, our friends had catamarans. We go in different islands every weekend and, you know, it was just really, really fun. And it was a great experience and I'm so grateful I did it. Um, but then, you know, after you're on vacation for a week, you're tired. Like after you're on vacation for a year, you're like, I am dead. <laughs> I need to, I need to like drink some water and take a nap. Um, so I decided to, so we moved back. Oh, I met my husband down there. He was doing the same thing and he was a little out of control with just the Island lifestyle. And I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. So either we're not going to work or like we need to move state side. So we decided to move back to the States and I applied for a mortgage assistant position on Craigslist um, for a mortgage company that had just opened. They'd only been open for like a couple months and they didn't really have any employees. It was brand new, um, just the husband and wife. And um, I called and I said, hey, I need a job. (laughs) Like, I want to do this. Like, let's do this. And it's like, all right, we'll call you Tuesday at two, blah, blah. He didn't call me. So I called him like, hey, you're supposed to call me at two. He's like, Oh, I got caught up, but I like it. I'm looking for someone that's going to follow up. So Mm. I was like, well, I'm driving from Missouri and I'll be there on Thursday. So 
I'll be there. <laughs> so I pulled in and I, you know, I had nothing to wear um, because I had been living on an island and I like borrowed a blazer from my friend <laughs> that lived in town. And I like showed up at this interview and they're like, you're, you're a girl from down East Maine. Like you, you, I bet you have some good work ethic. <laughs> I'm like, you know what I do? <laughs> so um, I, I got hired right then. And I just started, um, I started working and I think maybe three weeks into that, I found out I was pregnant and I was with our first baby and I was like, all right, well, let's see what's going to happen now. <laughs> so um, I got, he's like, well, why don't you get licensed? Like you get this stuff. I'm like, all right, what do I need to do? So I went, took all my tests. He's like, you know, it's really hard. Like you haven't even been in the industry. It's okay to fail. I was like, I don't have time to fail. I'm about to have a baby. So I, um, I got licensed like a few days before I had our baby a month early. And then when I got back from maternity leave, I guess it was 2012 rates were super, super low. Like they are now. Um, and I just started hustling, like reaching out to every person I possibly could to see if they want to refinance. I started reaching out to every realtor in the state of Maine and be like, Hey, I'm a new broker. You want to meet me? Like, you know, just really grinding hard, but I was also assisting them. So I continued to assist them full time um, until 2015, at which point I was like, I was closing a lot of loans and they're like, Sky, like you don't have time to be doing this. I was like, I can't give up this $12 an hour. I've got a baby to support, you know? (laughs) And um, at this point I'd had our second baby. So now I have two littles under three and they're like, we're not going to let you fail. Like, go ahead, go. Like, you're, you'll be okay. And in the first three months, I, you know, I made more money than I made the whole year before. Mm. I was like, you know what? I think I can do this. And um, so I think 2006, that would have been like 2016, 17, 18, every year I was like doubling my production. I closed like over a hundred deals Then I would close like 200 and then I had another baby. And then by 2000, you know, 2018, I was closing like over 200. And then I went to then it was funny because I was like at this interview and they're like, how did you like double your volume? I was like, well, it's the first year I haven't had a baby or been nursing a baby since I've been in the business. Like I had three babies in five years, you know, <laughs> this is my first year I've actually been able to work. So, um, so yeah. So then um, this year I, I was very set on closing. I was like, I'm going to close 300 deals this year. And then I felt like I was kind of, there was a lot of hard times this year. There were a lot of people losing their jobs. It was very difficult to fund a loan. Like VOEs were impossible and employment was hard. Income was hard. And there was a lot of times this spring that I'm like, you know, I need to revise my goal. I'm not going to ever hit 300. Maybe I should do 280. Maybe I should do this. And I'm like, you know what? No, (laughs) I'm going to hit my goal. So every day I would just sit down. And if I had like five minutes free, if I had an, an hour free, what do I have to do? How many more do I have to close this month to meet my goal? And I just kept doing that and doing that and making calls, making emails, doing more social media, whatever I needed to do to make sure I hit those goals. So, um, so then today is my, today is my last closing of 2020, which is so exciting. Um, and we're ending with closing 323 deals this year wow. and we hit the goals that we wanted and, and I was able to do that because I set those goals and I did what I had to do to meet them. I didn't say, I didn't make excuses. And I think that that's what so many people do is I could have said so many things like 
my kids have been out of school since March. I have three kids home because of COVID. I have, you know, I switched companies. Like I had to rebuild a new pipeline. I couldn't find all these deals because of COVID. Like I could have said all of those things, but instead of saying those things, I said, you know, it was, it's a little hard, but what else do I have to do? What more can I do? And that's when I started like setting up Zoom meetings with real estate offices. Um, I couldn't go see them. So let's get in front of them in other ways. Let's set them up. So now I'm not just getting in front of one agent or two agents. I'm getting in front of a whole office of agents that maybe don't know me. And now they're getting value for me because I'm providing information for them of how they can close deals and get more business during COVID. And now they're reaching out to me and you know, I just started thinking more creative ways. Like, how can I continue to bring value to these agents during these difficult times? How can I stay in front of these people during difficult times? How can I stay in front of my past clients? In all of these ways, you just have to adapt. And I think that that's what's so important is adapt and roll with the times, you know, instead of being like, oh, like the comps are so hard. I can't close these deals. Cut your comp. Like, you know, whatever you have to do in some situations, we have to do that right now to get the deal done. And because I'm not a money driven person, I, and I just want to help people. I'm like, we, I want to do whatever I can to get this deal done for these people. And if you have that mentality and have more of a giver's mentality, then it just comes naturally. Oh man, Scott, yeah. just keep talking. I'm just sitting here writing. Yeah, I'm writing yeah. so many jewels down, man. This is some great stuff, Skyler. And, and let me ask you this, man, because what am I saying is a winner is going to find a way to win, no matter what. Winners find a way to win. Another I said is I have is don't find an excuse, find a way. And, you know, you talked about, I'm going to take you back down memory lane a little bit because you went to school. You didn't go to school for this. You had, no, this was not your background. Fine, no. fine arts degree. Exactly. <laughs> right. And see life, you know, in life, <laughs> right. In life, we want to go straight. All right. Everybody wants to go straight, but sometimes you go left and you go right and you got to adapt and you got to adjust and you just got to find a way to make it happen. You got to put that work mm-hmm. ethic into it. So, um, can you advise, cause there's some people on here, I think, you know, some people we ain't looking for a perfect world. Okay. So what advice do you have for someone? Okay. You had a plan to do this, but you had to turn left, but at the end of the day, you got to find a way to make it happen. So what advice would you have for that person? You know, well, I, I think that life doesn't always work out how you plan. You can't have a plan. I mean, life is always changing. So many things are always changing. So you just have to be able to adapt and roll with it. I mean, it's okay. Um, we were talking earlier. I mean, if mortgage industry went went away and everything was automated and there was no use for me anymore, I don't think I'm going to go into foreclosure and lose everything I have. I think I'm going to get another job and I'm going to work hard and I'm going to be successful no matter what I do. Yes. You know, and I think if you have that mentality, no matter where you are, no matter what profession you're in, whatever you're doing, you will be successful. It's just a mentality that you have to have. And sometimes you may just have to turn a switch, like stop thinking like the world's against me. Stop accepting these excuses and making excuses, make solutions. You know, instead of making excuses, make solutions and fix the problem. And I think that that mentality makes you very successful in the mortgage industry as well, because there's so many times where you can place blame on the appraiser or the title company or the borrowers didn't get me this in time or the real estate agent didn't tell me about this. Don't make excuses. Don't place blame. Fix it. 
just fix it. You know, it, whenever a problem comes up, I don't go into the situation being like, here's a problem. We're not going to close in time. I go in saying, we've run into an issue and here's A, B, and C of how we're going to fix it. And I need your help on these. And A, you do this, I do this, we're going to get it done. If this doesn't work out, here's plan B. And these are what we need to do. If you go into that mentality and you have you, you have to work with people that have that same mentality instead of people that are like, it's your fault. Like we're not closing this. It's like, do you want to get this done or not? You know? And, and that's how I go into every situation. Like I'm not placing blame. I'll take blame if it's my fault, but I'm also going to fix the problem and we're also going to close. So, you know, you, you have to always be creating solutions and uh, not dwelling on, on problems. I'm curious, you know, because with all you've accomplished um, and all you have on your plate with three kids and now your own company, what advice do you give other people who approach you about how they can do something similar, especially the working moms out there? Yeah, I mean, um, something I think is important is to know your strengths, because I I wanted to do this for a long time, but I know that I'm not good at a lot of things like um, uh HR, compliance, payroll, uh, call reports, all those things scared me, like really scared me. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. Like, no way. Like I could never fire anyone for the life of me. I can't, um, I don't even know how to do a call report. Like those are things like I don't ever want to do. So for me, I was able to partner with a really great company um, out of New York that has those strengths, the technology, the compliance, the HR, the leadership that I needed to allow me to focus on my strength, which is producing, coaching, training. Those things are what I'm good at. And I knew that. So don't dwell on things that you're not good at that would bog down the things you are good at, because then the whole business is going to suffer. And I don't think uh, as like a working mom, don't put so much pressure on yourself. Like as far as having a balance. It's not all about having a balance. It's having what works for you. So um, I was telling Mateen earlier, like we've, for my family, we've had to adjust a lot. We've had to find things that work for us. Our kids have been in daycare since they were eight weeks old. And now all of a sudden in March, we have three kids out of school in daycare. What the heck are we doing with them? Like, I don't know, (laughs) you know, and I, I can't give up time on my job. So as a family and as a family unit, we've had to figure it out. And, you know, there's this role that my husband would think that he has to have is like, I'm the provider. I have to be out working. I have to be here and there. And it took me, it took us years to kind of get to the point where he was okay with like, I'll be picking them up and dropping them off. And now he's with them every afternoon because my mom teaches them in the morning and he has them in the afternoon and he goes grocery shopping and cooks dinner and does laundry and all these things, which aren't like this normal stereotypical role that you think, but it's what works for our family. So my advice really is like, do what works best for your family, you know, realize your value and what you do and realize your value. Like maybe you need to hire someone to do some things, you know, and that's okay. And don't feel guilty about that, but also make sure that certain things are priority. Like my priority is like, I will never miss a school play. I will never miss a lunch at the kids' school. I will volunteer in the kids' school every week. I will never miss a game or a practice or anything like that. Those are my priorities. But that's why we have flexibility. That's why we 
are in the position we're in because I can work until 2 a.m. No one cares when I'm working. But if I have to be gone from one to three in the afternoon because my kids have something going on, I'm going to be there, you know? So, so knowing that that's okay and knowing what the important things in your life really are so that you can, you, you have to have some sort of balance with that because it can become overwhelming. Oh yes. You know, Skyler, she's dropping straight jewels on us today. I love it. Okay. See you, you're never going to miss a school play. You're never going to miss a game. And I try to coach to people, the mindset, never relax. All right. You're going to hit goals because you, you like to set goals. And I always say, okay, you hit a goal. Don't be afraid to raise the bar. You know, mm-hmm. you have certain people that I've come across in my life or uh, like Matt Ishbia. He's one of those people. He's never relaxed. Uh, Michael Jordan, Tom Brady. These are like greats that win, continue to stay driven. And I think it's that never relax mentality. Um, is that, is like, is that, see, like that's kind of mentality you might have. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like I said, my goal was 300, was to close 300 deals, but then I was like, all right, well, I'm probably going to hit that. So we hit it on like December 11th. And I was like, all right, our next goal is 320. We're going to hit 320. And my, my assistant's like, oh dear God, I'm tired, you know? And I was like, why not? Like, we still have 20 more days. Like we can close 20 more deals. So then we did, you know, and when we did our numbers today, she comes in, she's like, well, you did it. You told me you were going to do 320 and, and you did. And I was like, well, it's because it's all about what you think and what you feel and what, what you project. Cause what you project onto other people is what they're going to feel, especially in a position where people are looking up to you. People are looking at you as their leader. If you project a negative attitude or, um, or like a lazy or like not driven motive motivator, that's how they're going to project themselves. But everyone here is like hardworking. They like stay late if we need to. They do what we need to do to get everything done. But they also know how much I appreciate them. And I show them every day that I appreciate them. And I tell them every day that I appreciate them. And I thank them every single day. And and that's important. You know, I, I celebrate them. We celebrate small things. We celebrate big things because that's a, it's fun, you know, and it, it's positive, it's happy. And it's, it's the way that people want to be in their life. From uh, selling snow cones at baseball games to uh, class valedictorian to the Virgin Islands, the fine arts degree, and now killing it at your own company as a mortgage broker. It's quite a story, <laughs> Skylar. We, uh, we appreciate you sharing it with us. And I encourage people, if you want to check out some of Skylar's work online, especially with her social media work. I mean, the videos she she puts out there, I mean, this looks like a, a professional production company is doing it for you. And I know that that's a, a big part of, of you, you know, getting referrals too. So I encourage people uh, check them out because it's it's some good stuff. Thank you so much. We're, we're trying, you know, it's all pretty new to, new to me, but you know, it's, it's funny because don't, I, I think something about that is like, don't be scared about it. Like literally Mickey, my guy, he'll come in with a camera and be like, what do you think about today? And I'm like, like yesterday he walks, he's like, what do you want to talk about today? I'm like, does COVID have you feeling like you're busting at the scenes? Do you need a bigger house? Do you need a uh, playroom for your kids or a home office or blah, blah. Like I can help you get close on your first house and buy a second home and take the equity from that on the next one on the same day. Like, I don't know. I just blurt things out, but that's what people want. People want those like real relatable things. And that's what we're trying to do over here. Just be relatable, you know? Be yourself. Love it. Skylar Welch from Main Point Lending. Thanks so much for joining us. Continued success with this new adventure. 
uh, we know one thing's for sure. You're not going to be taking any downtime because uh, you don't believe in it. And I'm not sure. I mean, can you even, can you, what would even happen if you did r relax for a couple of minutes? <laughs> exactly. You don't know. No, I don't know how it works because I I don't think you your phone my phone doesn't stop ringing. So like if you take down I just have to hand my phone to somebody else. I think. I mean, there's a time like I go. know for my family I need to take a break someday when we're allowed to travel again. Like I'm due for a vacation. <laughs> I I would say so. Skylar, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you guys so much. It was so great talking with you both. To make sure you never miss an episode of Power Forward, subscribe wherever you find your podcasts and leave us a review. And look for another new episode coming your way two weeks from now featuring more inspirational stories of success. I'm Justin White. We'll see you next time on Power Forward.